Hello, and welcome to ICI Digs Deep, sponsored by Hair Truck Center. Today is the second part of our two-part workforce development update. David Dalton of Indah and Eric Fisher of Hamilton Heights High School talk about the first BY Roads class of adult learners, as well as their main takeaways from the AGC Workforce Summit that they attended. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of ICI Digs Deep. My name is Julia Polston, and I am the Manager of Talent Development at ICI. So I hope you listened to part one last week where we had Eric Fisher and Chad Sutton on the podcast, and they so kindly gave us a bunch of updates about their high school programs. So today we're going to transition into the adult education space, which is another very important aspect of workforce development for our industry. So I have David Dalton with NDOT, and I know Eric's going to be, you know, have a lot to chime in with this because there's a lot of crossover between the youth and adult education space, which I think is a really cool aspect of this. So David, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself real briefly, and then we'll go ahead and dive into some of the questions that I have for you today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Julia. I really appreciate it. So I am David Dalton. I am the uh, Workforce Development Director for the Indiana Department of Transportation. I've been with the agency for just close to three years, actually, in March. And really, my focus is coming alongside some of these programs, such as uh, Hamilton Heights and Garrett High School, and really um, looking at our adult population, finding pathways to get them into not just our agency, but the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you covered a lot um, as far as uh, what your goals were for the coming year when you were on the podcast back last August. So if current listeners, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to the two-part workforce development episode that we released in August of 2020. And then this conversation, it'll be cool to kind of see, you know, listen to what you had to say last year and seeing what it did become this year. So... I know last time we talked, you the conversation focused on developing an adult education training program, and there's been you know a lot of articles talking about what that became, what it was. So if you want to go ahead and tell our listeners what the name of the program was, start and finish date, enrollment, the various class topics, the training, you know, just tell us all things about the adult education program that you spearheaded. Sure. Yeah. So. As you mentioned, it's it's hard to, to believe it's been a year since the last time we've had this discussion, so there's a lot to reflect upon. We launched our pilot program in partnership with our training provider, uh, Indiana Construction Roundtable Foundation, back in uh, June. And so really where we wanted to be is before construction season, but due to timing and, and other challenges that we faced when we were developing the program, we had to launch it a little later, but we we started what's called BY Roads in late June. And it is a 10-week training program that really covers a lot of what the high school students are learning, the NCCR heavy highway curriculum. But what we focused on was how do we pull modules that would have the most impact right away? And Mm -hmm. a lot of that really emphasized safety, work zone safety, construction site safety, OSHA training, Mm -hmm. that's a certified flagging certification. We did that in tandem with the core curriculum, which is the foundation of construction training for that NCCR core. But we also bolted in CPR, a little bit of first aid, along with employment readiness. We wanted to make sure that the individuals that were coming through this program were employment ready. And then finally, you know, as we all know, there is at times 
from November to March, a, a break within the heavy highway construction season, right? Yeah. So we, we also added financial literacy. So we had a class where we had someone come in and speak about savings and all that accounts for. So we started here. This pilot program was held in Indianapolis. We had, I believe, around 32 applicants that expressed interest, but it, they were coming from all over the state. Mm-hmm. And we had to explain to some of these students that, you know, it might not make sense for them to to drive an hour and a half to get to the class. Now, some did, actually, which was very impressive uh, and really uh, demonstrated their, their willingness to learn. But so the class was 10 weeks held Monday and Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. So we had roughly of the 32, we had 10 enroll. Mm-hmm. And with any pilot program, you're going to have individuals that, for one reason or another, have to drop off. And we ended up, I would say, seven started to show. We probably ha- had around six that actually graduated, completed the program. Mm-hmm. And some of these students that were unable to finish due to any barrier that was preventing them from doing so, you know, have started to reach out again and say, hey, you know, I really want to complete this class, which is a good sign. Yeah, that's uh, a really it, good sign. It's a testament to the training. It's a testament to Fish as an instructor and the program as a whole. So, you know, we are now wrapped up and we're in that process of thinking about lessons learned, which I know that we're going to get into. There's definitely a lot to reflect upon with this first cohort, but thankfully, just getting that first one, getting through it and understanding who our students are, some of the challenges that they face, and their and their genuine interest in developing in a career pathway within the horizontal construction is is are all good things to come from this initial pilot. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, you know, I was invited to a couple classes, so I got to witness mm-hmm. some of the things, you know, that were implemented with that group of adult students. I know, David, with BY Roads, there was a lot of partnerships that were in place. I know it took several years to get those partnerships going in order to get the program started. So how did those partnerships help with BY Roads? Just as Fish and Chad shared initially, having industry come alongside these programs is essential. Mm -hmm. You know, it can't be done without the participation and involvement of our partners. So I I would just say it was critical. Having those in-classroom visits to share information on career pathways, a day in the life of what it looks like to work for their organization, it was huge. It was eye-opening for the students. And, you know, a lot of them, there's probably a level of awareness that they didn't have coming into this class and and hearing from these industry experts coming in to share all that they do. Uh, It was just incredibly impactful and I have to thank ICI as well. And and Julia, you started out by calling us trailblazers. Well, you are a trailblazer as well. Uh, you were well, doing such a that. tremendous advocacy for this industry and and connecting us and and being that central hub for everything that we do. So we're very grateful for that. But without the partnerships in place, and I look both external as well as my internal staff as partners. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can't do it without everyone coming together to lift up these students, both at a high school level and at an adult level, to really move the needle, as Chad said so eloquently. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned having industry partners come in throughout that 10-week program and telling these adult students about the day in the life and how that was very eye-opening to each of those individuals. Well, I also think having this program is also very eye-opening to people in the industry, uh, myself included. Just with, you know, the population of people that were able to do this class, understanding some of the barriers that they face that maybe when hiring, 
maybe a company wouldn't really think about that or put that into consideration about, okay, this is a really good worker. I really want them to work for me. But if they can't get to the job site, you don't want that one barrier being preventative of them, you know, working and expanding their career. So I love that, you know, it's eye-opening on, you know, in every aspect possible and providing some of those services to those individuals to get over those barriers, I think also played a really key role in the BY Roads pilot program. It did. And, you know, the funding that we're, we're leveraging to stand this program up is OJTSS dollars on the, on the job training supportive services dollars. And to the point, a lot of these students were faced with a myriad of barriers. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of that supportive service is to eliminate those barriers to ensure their success. Mm-hmm. And I think as a pilot, there was a lot of things to walk away with and understanding what those barriers are. And I know Fish could talk about them at length. I, I mean, we all developed personal relationships with each and every student that went through this program. So it was an intimate class. But what was interesting to see is that on day two, maybe even day one, they were already gelled as a group, as a cohort. And so it was very fascinating to see that camaraderie right out the gate. But again, you know, those barriers and the supportive service dollars, we we definitely want to find ways to continue to leverage those dollars to ensure student success. Yeah. Well, you know, we mentioned, Eric, you know, you were the instructor for the pilot program. Can you tell us about your experience? You know, obviously you have several years of teaching under your belt, but I'm sure teaching adults probably differs a little bit um, than teaching (laughs) kids under the age of 18. So tell our listeners about your experience um, instructing the BY Roads program this year. Well, I can tell you from a professional standpoint, it was one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had. They had a huge impact on me. They made it exciting for me to travel to downtown Indianapolis and be with them on two nights a week. It was really inspiring to see their thirst to learn. And as David said, they just gelled on the first night. Just seeing them as grown adults have this passion for learning, uh, I didn't expect that. They're very eager to learn. And they recognized that when we had visitors come in, like Julia came in and spoke. And when David came in and come and speak, and David brought in other industry partners, when those folks left the room, there was a debrief. Uh, that they went through every time, each and every time. And I didn't expect to see that. And they were talking and they were bouncing ideas off of one another about how they could position themselves. Well, what if I went to work for that person? Or, you know, all right, now, who was Julia and what can she do to help me? And then so I had to explain, you know, what the organization, the professional, but it was a, a very rewarding experience. I can't wait to do the next one. And it might be my retirement pathway. I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> I've had that conversation with my wife. So I know I have goosebumps on my arm right now. If you could see my arm, you know, I was invited to come to a few of the classes and I know I was there at the graduation or you guys called it the BY Road celebration. And some of them brought their families. Um, and I know that's a recurring thing about families and, you know, with your younger students bringing families in, but even with adults, like having that family support And them showing up to this and watching them shake your hand and have them get that certification showing that they completed the program and seeing adults that are trying to change their career path and change the trajectory of their future, having tears brought to their eyes that they had a program that was offered to them and that they had people that showed up for them 
for 10 weeks straight. And then they still talk with you guys and they still want to be a part of the industry. I think that, you know, just speaks volumes on um, people not giving up on them. So I think that was one of the, another very humbling moment um, in my career to witness that firsthand. Hair Truck Center carries a complete lineup of new and used Chevy and Isuzu work-ready trucks to meet your business needs. Their staff members are expert consultants who will work with you to find the perfect vehicle for the job. To get started, give them a call at 317-774-7574. I guess with, you know, the 10-week program with BY Roads, what were some of the lessons learned from both of you, from David and from Fish? What were some of the lessons learned going forward? I think there's just, there's so many. This could be an entire podcast, uh, (laughs) but... It comes from all the way from the recruitment aspect. How do we recruit students and make sure that they are equipped to go through this class? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Chris and his team have, have had tremendous success with their traditional BY program. And we want to really build on, on that, but also be very specific to highway simultaneously. And so I think as we've shared all along, there's a different kind of student. You know, some want to work vertically. And we, we're looking at those that want to get into a pathway in the, in the horizontal construction. So recruiting and, and understanding who the students are and where they're located. Location plays a significant role. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of applications from uh, Northeast Indiana. We had some from Northwest. We had students traveling from our Vincennes district. And so we need to be strategic about where the next class is held. And hopefully we're able to hold at least two, maybe one in central Indiana and one in another district. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one location, time of day and length of class. Ten weeks may not seem like a long time, but when you are unemployed or underemployed and you're going to a class for 10 weeks and you're doing your best to make ends meet, we need to rethink what's being taught, the way that it's taught, and how we can ensure that the students are completing successfully. And they're learning the most vital material that they can take onto a job site that will keep them safe and feel pre-trained is really what it boils down to. Those are a couple of the high level of lessons learned, but I have to just touch on this again. Barrier removal is huge. Mm-hmm. We had legal fines. We had individuals faced with housing issues multiple times, criminal backgrounds that may have impeded their ability to attend class, mm-hmm. you know, transportation. Again, I think it, it comes down to ensuring their success through recruitment, advocacy, and supportive services, and, and really leveraging those dollars the best that we can. So again, those are just some high level lessons learned, but you know, we're excited to get back to the table and strategize on how we can put the next class together in, in a way that will make certain that students complete. And at the end of the day, what it's really all about is that employment opportunity. Yes. You know, to go through a training for training's sake means absolutely nothing. I mean, I don't want to say that in a negative sense, but uh, you know, it's good to have some skills, but practical application and employment of those skills is really what we're after. And and I think that's going to be, that's the real result that we're chasing. Yeah. What about you, Fish? What were some of the lessons learned from, I guess, the instructor's point of view? With this population, what I've found out is if class started at five o'clock, they were usually on time. But what I found is I couldn't start content right at five o'clock like I do with kids. With this population, I've figured out pretty early that I just needed to listen. 
And I really recognized that this population, being in that classroom, gave them a platform. So I, I was able to listen to what their day was like, what their week has been like, their obstacles. And I could use that information to communicate with David, mm-hmm. the building roads staff, mm-hmm. to communicate with them, hey, this particular student is going through this experience. So we could help get those barriers solved for them, help them get through them. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing that I recognized it quickly. Uh, thank God I was smart enough to figure that one out. Um, <laughs> otherwise, if I had been too rigid, we, we would have never got through it. So mm-hmm. with this population, you need to have a level of flexibility and be able to listen to their needs so you can help get them where they need to go. Yeah, no. I mean, they're human too. Everyone faces their own struggles, small, big But I think I'm glad that you mentioned listening. And that's something that we can implement in our current workforce, too, with your current employees that you have is just like listen to what their needs are to make sure that they're coming to work, ready to work and that they feel valued. I think that's a real key piece just in the human aspect. So I know, David, you mentioned the future of BY Roads once you guys kind of have time to debrief more on how the pilot program went, which I count the pilot program as a success of really, really, really great success. So when you are able to start that, where do you see the future of BY Roads going then? Well, that's a great question. And as we discussed, it does start out with having an understanding of who the students are. But I think we can work together to understand who they are before they even apply or as they apply. And I think that'll be key. But, you know, scaling the program is going to be huge. You know, we were able to get some press on it as we launched it, which was nice. Mm -hmm. As a result of that press, we had different partners in different regions reach out, which is exciting. That's what we want. We want to continue to to grow our partnerships, uh, you know, and as we look to the needs of communities and citizens in those communities and how we can lift them up into pathways within this industry. I'd also say we're talking a lot about in-class training, and, and we talked about this for high school students as well. Being able to to take what you're learning in the class and have some hands-on experience will be huge. Mm-hmm. So we need to identify opportunities just like we do for our high school students of work and learn and even getting them into employment as they're going through the class. So they're earning and learning. And that will be something that we're hoping to accomplish with this next class, which I believe will launch prior to construction season, either in February or March of next year. And, you know, Fish and I and and others have discussed, you know, that heavy equipment operation piece. Mm -hmm. So how can we introduce some of these students just to get a taste of what it would be to transition into an operator role? So there's a lot of things that we want to do as we look ahead and it's all exciting. It's all good stuff, but it's going to take some time and reflection to really put it all together. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And I think, you know, From what you just mentioned, I think what our members need to know is to keep an eye out for the future programs and just be aware with certain populations, the barriers that some people face and being mindful of that. I just wanted to say one final thing about that too, is we did have one female student enrolled for a short period of time, and that was great. And so another goal will be to continue to build those pathways and diversify our workforce. That is one of the most important things that we can do is to continue to build those pathways and uh, have any and everyone from all walks of life go through this training program and hopefully land in some employment opportunities. Yeah, I agree. This is just the beginning of that for industry, which is great. 
Um, so on October 13th, AGC of America hosted their inaugural Workforce Development Summit in St. Louis. And myself, Eric, and David had the opportunity to attend. So during the summit, they had six different stories from around the country shared with attendees about various programs that they're doing to improve our industry's workforce. And Eric and David, you were selected one of the six to share what's going on here in Indiana. And I think what was all highlighted at the summit is that here in Indiana with the highway construction, the programs that the two of you lead as well as Chad are one of a kind and very innovative. And it's awesome to see the success that has happened thus far. So real quick, Eric and David, what were your biggest takeaway from the summit? I know I can say for me, um, there was a lot of great conversation. So I think a lot of times when it comes to workforce development, you kind of feel stuck or you feel like you're not doing enough. So I think the biggest takeaway for me hearing what other states are doing, we're ahead of the game. I, there was a lot. Uh, one thing I did really appreciate was the opportunity for everyone to participate. Mm -hmm. And the format itself was unlike any other conference that I've been to where Same. These, these breakout sessions were really brainstorming sessions to really create solutions or identify solutions. We already know what the challenges are. So let's not echo that. Let's focus on what we can do. And collectively, with so many smart people in the room doing so many different things. Yeah, I agree with David. It was, for me, make sure that what I'm thinking is authentic and that, that it's relevant. So oftentimes, I find myself alone in my thoughts thinking, are we doing the right thing? Is this the right activity? Is this the right pathway? Is this the right thing to incorporate? So being in the room, as David said, with a bunch of smart people, just making sure that we are on the right path and we are on the tip of the spear. That's one thing I took away. We are out way out in front. So we had a lot of people inquire about what we do, which I think that was a compliment to ICI, David, Chad, and everything that we're doing together. We just need to get more people to replicate it beyond state lines of Indiana. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm really happy and I really appreciate the two of you joining me in St. Louis and sharing what you're doing and getting a lot out of that summit. And again, thank you for joining me for another episode of ICI Digs Deep. Um, we'll definitely do this again in the future because we will have more updates as your programs progress. So thank you both so much for joining me for another episode. Thank, thank you. you, Julia. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And then for all of our members out there listening, remember that workforce is more than just recruiting and attracting. It's also about retaining and investing in the current workforce. So one way that you can invest in your current workforce is through the Indiana Constructors Leadership Institute, or like we like to call it ICLI. And then also collaboration is another great way to invest in our current workforce. So be sure to sign up to attend the Indiana Transportation Team Conference on January 25th, 2022. And I believe registration will be opening up soon for that. And I believe Chad, Eric, and David will be trying to attend that also. So that'll be a good way for you guys to connect with the three of them in person. So again, thank you to our guests and our listeners for tuning into another episode. Until next time, everyone. Thanks. Thank you again to our guests, Julia Polston, David Dalton, and Eric Fisher, as well as our sponsor, Hair Truck Center. To learn more about Hair Truck Center, give them a call at 317-774-7574. Join us every Friday during your morning commute to hear safety talks, 
member spotlights, and inside information about the infrastructure and transportation construction industry. This has been ICI Digs Deep. Let's break ground together. Together.